This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The place to stay updated and educated. Tech Guide, episode 381. Hello and Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us again in 2020. This is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. Well, we've just arrived in Las Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show. And we're going to talk about what we can expect to see here and in 2020. The telcos that will waive the mobile bills of rural firefighters and Vodafone outlines the rollout of its 5G network. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the Beat Solo Pro noise-cancelling earphones. We'll also check out the A-Logic Dock Wave, which is a dock, battery, and wireless charger in one. And do you know your rights as a customer when it comes to exchanges and refunds? We'll tell you all about that as well, and we'll answer all your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. We're in Las Vegas, and the start of the Consumer Electronics Show is just a couple of days away, and we are expecting a pretty big show. This is uh, the biggest tech trade show of the year by far. Uh, A lot of people, when they hear that I'm coming to Las Vegas, think, well, it's going to be just a a nice holiday gambling, catching a few shows. But uh, unfortunately, it's not uh, it's not that at all. It is quite a busy time when all the companies actually time their launches and, and announcements for this exact show. So uh, I'm on deck. Tech Guide is on the ground here. We'll be covering all the product news, all the uh, information, and sharing it, of course, on the uh, on the website. And uh, in next week's show, we'll then go through all the formal and announcements. But we can, though, look in the crystal ball and get an idea of what we're going to expect to see. And I think, first of all, the biggest thing is going to be 8K televisions. 8K TV is uh, something that you're going to see a lot more of, not just through the the main brands like Samsung. We're also LG. They also announced their 8K TVs last year as well. But other companies are now joining in. Uh, Companies like Hisense and TCL and a few others are going to be showcasing 8K technology. And 8K, as you know, is four times the resolution uh, of 4K TV. So we've gotten used to 4K. 8K is four times the pixel count that you get on a 4K TV. Now, why is this? Why are we adopting 8K? And I've mentioned this in shows past, but we are our attraction to large screen televisions is growing, and I'm talking screen sizes 75 inches and above. We're uh, we're really attracted to those larger TVs. Now, on TVs of that size, what happens is that when you're watching 4K resolution. If you're sitting close enough, you'll be able to notice the pixels. You'll be able to see that uh, the, the resolution, while being still good, 
isn't as good as it could be, which is why 8K is is rolling out now. But in 2020, there's going to be a few announcements and developments that will really help 8K's cause. Uh, first one will be the Tokyo Olympics. They kick off in July, and they will actually be broadcasting in 8K in Japan and other parts of the world. So expect to see that this year. There's also talk there'll be an 8K streaming service because that's the one thing about 8K. There's not a hell of a lot of content around, which is why uh, the big feature of these 8K TVs is the upscaling capabilities. And uh, TVs, they take the content and then upscale it using artificial intelligence to add texture and, and, and detail and give you an image that, that you will see to be near 8K quality. So we're going to see broadcast from the Olympics. We're also going to see perhaps a streaming service, but we also may see 8K gaming, and that's kind of leads into what else we can look forward to see is the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. PlayStation 5 probably won't be released till Christmas, and I think the Series X, the Xbox, probably not not too far uh, before that uh, either. So both consoles, though, could potentially offer 8K gaming. So keep an eye for that. PlayStation 5, we're pretty sure, not going to be on sale till Christmas 2020. So still a fair way to wait, but good news that it's coming with a very highly anticipated product, that one. What else can we expect to see in 2020, I hear you ask? Well, the NBN is apparently going to be completed this year. The, uh, that was the, uh, the, the, the target that was set when the construction, the rollout began back in 2009. And 2020 just seemed like so far away. And here we are. And not only have they named the year, they've also named the date. NBN claims that June 30 is the day that it, ex- it expects to complete the network build. And by then, more than 11.5 million homes and businesses will be ready to connect to the NBN. Meanwhile, 5G is growing. That's something else we can expect to see. A lot of the products here at CES will be obviously connectable, so they'll be connected to the internet, so that's where the NBN comes in. But also 5G is going to play a role, and not just for your smartphones, but other products as well. We've already seen here Optus offering 5G home broadband plans. The 5G footprint is going to increase dramatically in 2019. Telstra has already begun. Optus has begun. We're going to talk later about Vodafone's plans. But This is an opportunity for there'll be more 5G phones released. There'll be more devices that can tap into 5G, a lot of smart products, things like that, that will use 5G as as the link to the internet. So the NBN by some might not be used by many people in terms of connectivity here. They'll opt for 5G. The other thing we can look forward to, and again, we're expecting, while this isn't a heavy phone show, there is undoubtedly, there'll be a presence of smartphones at this show. Next month in Barcelona is the Mobile World Congress, which I'll be attending. And that's when, that's kind of the big, the Super Bowl of uh, phone shows. But there will be some here. uh, And I'm anticipating, of course, a lot more foldable phones. The The Galaxy Fold was the very first foldable phone that was released last year in October, end of October, and we can expect to see a lot more, including the Motorola Razr. That's going to be available in the first quarter of 2020, 
keep an eye out for that. They've got a launch event in late January, so I'm hoping to bring you more details about that and even hopefully get the device in hand and give you a review. That looks to be really interesting. But other companies, I'm anticipating Oppo, Huawei, TCL, Alcatel, they're going to launch uh, folding phones, we believe, in 2020. Won't be a folding phone from Apple, we don't think, this year. The thing we're going to get from Apple definitely, though, is a 5G iPhone. So while it won't fold, it'll connect to the 5G network. That's another thing we can look forward to. Uh, The other thing is Microsoft Surface Duo and Neo. These were two products that were announced at the product launch in New York a few months ago and were teased at that show. They're not going to be available till the end of this year, towards the end of this year. And what I'm talking about is the Surface Duo and the Surface Neo. The Surface Duo is a larger device with two screens, not a foldable, but two screens hinged together. So rather than them investing in all this hinge technology to make that bendable screen, they're just taking two tablets and kind of hinging them together uh, and giving that kind of uh, form factor, including a brand new version of Windows that can handle that exact type of form factor as well. There also will be a smaller version of this, which will be the Neo, and that'll be more like a phone slash tablet device. So the, the Duo will be more a laptop device and the Neo more a phone slash tablet device and they're offering to this brand new special version of Windows to any other company of course who want to follow Microsoft down this path and offer twin screen devices not foldable devices dual screen devices there's going to be so many smart products at the show here I think we're going to have uh, there'll be no shortage of Alexa powered products Google Assistant products Uh, I think voice commands and smart technology is going to be the real flavour of the show. One thing that I've noticed in the past, the, the the this this in the past, I've been coming to this show, this is my 16th year in a row, would you believe, coming to the Consumer Electronics Show. And it has been a very TV-heavy show where TV has been the main focus of the products and the sort of that whole and the, the ecosystem around the TV and the entertainment products. And I've noticed in recent years that, Yes, TVs are still a focus here, but the stands, the booths of every company, there are hardly any TVs in there anymore. They're they're telling more, rather than showing you rows and rows of televisions and various models and boasting about the picture quality, they're now telling more of a story, sort of more of a connectivity story, how the fridge can be used to talk to the to the washing machine and the and the TV can be used to control various things through voice and accessing the internet and it it is more of a connectivity player an ecosystem rather than individual products so uh, that 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 has been something that we're sure is going to be the flavor of this year's show as well this is a massive show as I said a lot of media here like myself but also obviously the companies that are here but also this is where a lot of the deals are done you see a lot of the buyers from the major store Harvey Norman JB Hi-Fi good guys they're all out here as well seeing what I'm seeing what we're seeing and companies are obviously doing deals so say Harvey Norman might like one t- particular TV from a company and say right well, we'll, well we really like them we'll we'll range these in our stores or how about you give us this exclusively in Australia so there's a lot of meetings going on not just uh, between the companies and the press but also the companies and the industry itself in terms of the retailers the buyers and, and all of these people too so it is a massive show. More than 150,000 people usually attend. It is pretty big. It's at the Las Vegas Convention Center. 
And for anyone who's ever been to the this convention center, it is massive. It is uh, takes quite a while to get from one end of it to the other. Uh, so uh, we're expecting a, a pretty big crowd and a, a very busy week here at the Consumer Electronics Show. But we, we love it. This is work. Uh, it's not a bad place to do it. We'll be covering it all, of course, for you. Uh, so tune in to Tech Guide during the week to see everything that's announced, all the major announcements, stories. We're going to be uh, also uh, publishing a few videos, shooting a few videos over here as well, uh, as well as our stories. Uh, and we'll, I'll also be uh, with uh, Trevor Long on my Two Blokes Talking Tech podcast. We're going to do a podcast nearly, uh, nearly every day from the show. So keep an ear out for that as well. But in the meantime, anything that is the major news that you'll find, you can head over to techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. What's dominating the headlines, unfortunately, these last couple of weeks, uh, even before Christmas uh, and the month before that, is the severe bushfires that are uh, that are really hammering the New South Wales and and Victorian states. The, uh, the there's been so much bushland burned and, and damage, and unfortunately, a few lives have been lost as well. The rural firefighters are, are just absolutely doing a tremendous job trying to fight the fires and usher people to safety trying to save people's properties. Uh, it has really been a trying time. It's just been horrific. It's made headlines around the world, unfortunately. This is some such such severe bushfires that are just hammering the eastern states of Australia. Uh, now, as a, as a thank you gesture, Telstra has stepped up and uh, they've said they'll cover the mobile phone bills for the firefighters who also happen to be, if they're Telstra customers, of course. So for December and January, uh, all these fireys who've given up their time and, and time spent time away from their families over this holiday period to fight these blazes and protect the community they're going to have their mobile phone bills paid for by Telstra uh, over for December and January so firefighter volunteers they can register to receive their free calls over December and January by contacting Telstra on 132 203. That information's on Tech Guide as well, so don't worry if you didn't catch it. You can get over to Tech Guide and see that information. Uh, this, this also follows. Telstra announced a, a lot of uh, relief packages as well where they've put infrastructure in place. Some short-term measures have included free use of Telstra public payphones in these affected areas, free use of Telstra Air payphone hotspots. So the Telstra Air payphone hotspots, you'll know, uh, has Wi-Fi. So they're given free free use of those, free call diversions as well. Uh, so uh, an affected Telstra mobile customers who do not have a Telstra home phone can receive a one-off credit to the value of $100. All this information is on TechGuard, as I, as I said. Long-term measures that are being rolled out by Telstra include free call diversion from the customer's fixed phone service to another Australian fixed or mobile service. And Telstra will also apply a one-off credit to the value of $500 to help cover costs of the following, if required, connection of a Telstra fixed phone service at one one temporary residence or reconnection of a Telstra fixed phone service at a customer's original permanent premises. 
So if you've been affected, uh, the fireys are getting their mobile phone bills looked after, but Telstra also have those measures, which you can read at Tech Guide. So uh, don't have to rewind to listen to that again. Go head over to the website and check it out. Telstra, though, weren't the lone ranger here. Vodafone has got in on the act, and they will also waive volunteer firefighters' mobile charges So as, as a thank you gesture. So any volunteer fireys that happen to be Vodafone customers, they will also have their bills waived for December and January. So any mobile network usage charges for all RFS volunteer firefighters that are on the Vodafone network will be free. Uh, to register for the credit uh, on December 2019 and January 2020 bills. So national and state-based firefighters need to call 1300 650 410 or visit their local Vodafone store and quote the official their official RFS ID number and then the credit will be applied to their Vodafone account. Um, the Vodafone, good of them to step in. Uh, at the time of recording, uh, Optus haven't haven't really put their hand up for anything at the moment, but that, that could change in the coming uh, hours and days. We don't know. But at the time of recording, uh, no news from Optus about what they're going to do. You'd think they'd do the right thing and maybe match what Vodafone and Telstra are doing. Uh, it's just been a horrific summer for these volunteer firefighters. Unfortunately, a few have been killed in the... In in the line, uh, in the line of duty, uh, they're they're out there trying to protect people's homes and protect people's lives and to really help the community. Uh, it's just unfortunate. Just the severity of these bushfires are, are just terrifying. Good, good on Vodafone, good on Telstra for jumping in here and, and uh, trying to make life a little bit easier. It's just a reward for these firefighters who are giving up their own time and also time with their families to fight these blazes. If you want to hear more about that information, there's a fair bit of information, especially on the Telstra side, you know where to go, techguide.com.au. Now, we mentioned earlier that Vodafone uh, were helping with the firefighters and waiving their bills, but uh, the other news from Vodafone is they've announced their 5G network rollout. Optus and Telstra are already hard at work rolling out the five, their 5G networks. Uh, Vodafone will now follow. They've just announced a partnership with Nokia to commence the network build and fast-track the rollout. Uh, the first group of 5G sites will be activated in the coming months in and around Parramatta, which is uh, a western suburb of Sydney. So uh, these sites were actually pre-built by Nokia as a test network to demonstrate its technology and will eventually become Vodafone's very first area of 5G commercial coverage. So a really exciting time if you're a Vodafone customer. I happen to be one of them. Uh, I'll be looking forward to using my 5G device, whichever one it is. It's not my iPhone, unfortunately. The iPhone 11, uh, 11 Pro Max is what I'm using now. That does not have 5G, but I do have uh, the, the Samsung Note 10 Plus 5G. So maybe slipping the SIM card into that device if and when the Vodafone 5G network uh, is activated in my area. I live in the eastern suburbs of Sydney, not far from the airport, actually, Sydney Airport. So usually around the airports are, are the areas where 5G is pumped up early. You normally get the early sections of the rollout. But uh, this is the Vodafone catching up. That they've been, and this is another story that they've they've had a they've had a uh, 
a bit of a, a long court battle with with TPG, their, their merger that they announced, and there was a lot of things that were rejected. And I think this has kind of slowed down things a little bit for Vodafone. That's probably why they were last out of the gate in terms of 5G. But the the roadmap, though, has well and truly been established. This has been apparently the these are the plans for 5G network go back to 2016, so nearly four years ago. Uh, the, the these plans have been they've been talked about and uh, plans begun all the way back then. The term the agreement uh, terms between Vodafone and Nokia is actually a five year term, so uh, it'll allow Vodafone to to place their orders with Nokia for various site deliveries and also offer a bit of flexibility to scale up the pace of the rollout if they see fit. So uh, they're not going to fall behind. Nokia, I think, too, helped uh, build the, or, or still helping to build the Optus 5G network. There was, uh, with Optus, they were they were barred from allowing Huawei to bid. Huawei were banned for any from any 5G bid. I did write a story uh, last week about Huawei actually put out a statement and try to set the record straight with all the false information that was out there about the company and how uh, all these facts that, that they refuted every single one. And uh, that, that story is on Tech Guide too if you want to check that out. But unfortunately, at this point, they are not able to uh, bid for any of the 5G rollouts, even though they're still working in Europe and other parts of, the, of, parts of Asia and other parts of the world. Uh, unfortunately, in the US and Australia, Huawei is not allowed to put their hat in the ring. But Nokia is. They're helping out Optus and now helping out Vodafone and we can expect to see some uh, some 5G coverage in the coming months. If you want to read more about that story, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Now, you upgrade your phone, your TV, and your laptop, but when was the last time you upgraded your Wi-Fi? It's probably been a while. Well, the future is here, and it's Wi-Fi 6. If you want to watch your shows on streaming services like Netflix, Apple TV+, Stan, Disney+, Plus, then you need the newest line of high-performance routers from Netgear. It'll be like giving your streaming the VIP treatment. The Netgear Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 routers give you ultra-fast speed and wider coverage throughout your home. You get four times the capacity compared to today's Wi-Fi, which means you can connect more devices and stream simultaneously without impacting Wi-Fi speed and reliability. It's the biggest revolution in Wi-Fi ever, and you can be one of the very first to have the next generation of Wi-Fi 6 technology with a Netgear Nighthawk router. Turn your Wi-Fi up to 6 with a Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 router. Go check it out today at netgear.com slash Wi-Fi 6. That's netgear.com slash Wi-Fi and the number 6. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. Kicking off the reviews for 2020 is the Beats Solo Pro. Now, these are really nice headphones. They're noise-canceling headphones, and they are a big improvement over the previous model. Beats typically a brand that appeals to younger listeners. Um, it's kind of more of a street brand, I like to call it, uh, with really heavy bass and the kind of sound signature that is really appealing to a younger audience that sort of listens to hip-hop and rap and all this, this bass-heavy music. Well, 
what what's happened here, Beats have uh, changed things up a bit. And I think the ownership by Apple is maybe the catalyst behind this. So what, what I've noticed with the Beats Solo Pro, brilliant earphones, by the way, we'll get into the review in a minute, but what I've noticed is the first thing is that they've, They've tried to make these appealing to a wider range of customers, not just the diehard fans who want that little B on the side of their headphones, that beat symbol, but they want to make this appealing to men and women, young and old. And we're pretty sure Apple has a solid influence here and they're, uh, they're, they're, I think they're bringing beats to even more people. That are naturally good for their bottom line, but it's a great example of how far the brand has come since Apple acquired them a few years ago. Now, design-wise, they've really taken a step up as well. There's a lot more attention to detail. Uh, the, there's anodized aluminium arms, beautifully they slide out of the headband. Very comfortable fit. The, the ear, ear cups also stay, blend the colour, but also offer lovely flexibility as they sit on your ear. So this is an on-ear headphones, not an over-the-ear headphone. So the, in other words, the ear cups aren't big enough to go over your ear, but the memory foam around the ear cups sit on your ears and create that seal. Uh, and there's also active noise cancellation as well. Six different colours uh, the, the headphones are available in. I got light blue. They're quite, quite a nice colour, very different to what you normally get, like either black or silver or grey. So uh, here, here was something different, and they really stand out. Check the pictures out on my review. It's a really lovely blue color. Now, one, one thing we noticed, the, the Beat Solo Pros uh, felt a little tight on our head. Now, I've got a big head, okay? So just keep that in mind. But I'm not the only reviewer to say this. There are, the headband's a little tight. So uh, ho I'm hoping, and I have felt that they've, they've given a little bit over the weeks that I've been using them. So... While it did stretch a little bit to accommodate my big nut, uh, it is, uh, and they, you know, they weren't tight enough to be uncomfortable, but uh, maybe you may notice the same thing. Not a deal breaker, but something to keep in mind if you've got a fat head like I do, they will, um, well, they have sort of given a little bit for me, but not, not uncomfortable at all. I've just noticed they're a little tighter than normal, which you know what? It helps with the seal of the ear cups, helps with the fit. They're not going to fall off, so not too bad at all. They're controlled with a panel on the right ear cup. Not many buttons on this, including a power button. There's no power button anywhere because they turn on and off when they're folded and unfolded. So you unfold it, turns on, fold it up again, turns off. You can control your music, playback, play, pause, go to the next track, backtrack with the hitting the center of the panel on the right ear cup. Volume is controlled by pressing the top or bottom of the same panel. Uh, and a long press will get Siri if you're using an iPhone. The left ear cup only, only has one button, and that's to turn on the pure active noise cancellation on or off, so you can control it with a press. The button, when you press and hold it, also activates transparency mode, which means you can hear the outside world through the built-in microphones that are used to determine the noise cancellation. So uh, really nice there. Pairing the headphones, of course, if you've got an iPhone, you simply open them up and then you see a picture appear. That's thanks to the H1 chip that's uh, on board. Uh, so if you've got an iPhone, really easy. But it's just as easy on an Android phone. All you need to do is download the Beats app. So once you've got the Beats app on your phone, your Android phone, it's the same experience. So you, you open up the app, 
turn on the beats, it'll recognize them and pair them straight away really nice. In fact, the Android app has more features around it, so you can control active noise cancellation and transparency mode through that app as well. You can't do that on iPhone. You've got to do it through the headphones themselves. So bonus there for you. The Beats Solo Pro, you know, of course, what do they sound like? The, the, they do have still have that really large authoritative sound but a little bit more refined. I think there's a bit more balance to them this time. There's no, as I said, the bass isn't going to hit you over the head, but it's still there. It's still nice. You don't have extreme bass. You've got a nice balanced bass that I think it's a bit like the Goldilocks bass. It's just right. So it'll satisfy your regular customers, but it won't alienate other customers who might not be into hip-hop and rap and these types of music. Uh, the highs and mids were also pretty cool, uh, and I think that it, it really gave the all the instruments and vocals a chance to stand out without that excessive bass. I think uh, that's, a, that's probably a good thing. Now, um, the active noise cancellation works really well, drowned out all the ambient sound. Uh, not the best noise cancellation we've heard, but certainly does the job if you're on a plane, you're on a bus, you're on a train, wherever you happen to be. Uh, so you can hear what you're listening to, whether it's music, your audio book, so you can hear all the nuances of the content, whether it's music or whatever. So audio, big tick for the audio quality there. Beats were never going to let us down, and they haven't this time. Uh, the level of noise cancellation, as I said, not the best we've heard, but definitely well above average. Now, what is missing? There are things missing here. One thing that's missing is a 3.5mm jack to connect a cable. So if you're taking these little boys, these little puppies on a plane, then you're not going to be able to connect a cable directly to the airline entertainment system. So you'll have to get like a Bluetooth transmitter, a little Bluetooth dongle, or uh, you won't have to just listen to your own stuff on the plane. Take an iPad or your own your computer, you have to pair up and hear your content all from that device, but you won't have a cable to connect directly to the airline system. Uh, we thought that that might have been a good idea to include a cable. The only cable that's included is a lightning cable because that's how you charge it. There's a lightning port on the, on the ear cup, and that's how you charge it up. Speaking of charges, it'll run for up to 40 hours with uh, pure active noise cancellation and transparency turned off. 22 hours if they're switched on. That's enough to get from Sydney to London with your pure ANC and transparency turned on, which is pretty good. And there's also a quick charge mode too. So you plug them in for 10 minutes. That's enough for three hours of playback time. How many times have you got your headphones and go, damn it, I didn't didn't charge them up. 10 minutes charge, three hours playback. So that's a pretty good feature if you ask me. Uh, the Beats Solo Pro headphones, four hundred and twenty nine ninety five. Look, if you're a fan of the brand, this will make you a bigger fan of the brand. If you're not, if you haven't been a Beats user, these are definitely worth a listen because this isn't going to blow your head off with too much bass. It's actually a bit more refined. That's why I think companies like Bose are favoured by older users because there's less bass. It's a bit more balanced and nuanced, whereas Beats was just blasting with bass. But Beats have got it right this time, I reckon. There, there is that that more balanced, refined sound quality to these headphones. So the, these are different to the previous Beats. So don't judge Beats by the past. Judge them by this device. Definitely worth a listen. The Beats Solo Pro headphones, they're $429.95. And if you want to read our complete review, you can check it out at techguide.com.au.
Righto, next up in the reviews is a product from A-Logic. It's the USB-C Dock Wave. Now, this is a three-in-one device. It is a USB hub. It is a battery, a portable battery to charge up your phone. It is a wireless charger as well. So you can charge your phone, your earphones, your watch in some cases. So this is not three products. This is one product. So imagine the, and I've brought it with me to Vegas, rather than me having to carry three separate products, or, or at least two separate products, there are batteries with Wi-Fi built, wireless charging built in. I've only had to carry one. So I'd normally have a, a dock, a battery, and I don't even usually bring a wireless charger unless it's attached, it's, can, it's featured in the battery that I've got. But uh, this this has allowed me to, to bring less stuff, less clutter, less cables. Uh, the, the, the device isn't too big at all. It's, it's 12 and a half centimetres long, seven, seven metres wide to just over two centimetres thick. Now, on the dock side is a USB-C port to charge your phone. There's two USB-A 3.0 ports. There's a micro SD port uh, pl- uh, slot to transfer your content. And there's also a micro SD card slot. There's also a HDMI port that's capable of 4K pass-through at 60 frames per second. Sorry, 30 hertz. At 30 hertz. Outputs 4K at 30 hertz. So you can connect an external display if you wanted to. So... There is a cable coming out of the device that's USB-C, so perfect for a MacBook Pro because MacBook Pro doesn't have a memory card reader, doesn't have USB 3.0, doesn't have HDMI. It does have USB-C, but uh, this gives you that as well. So big tick on the dock side of things. Now, on the battery side of things, this thing has got 5,000 milliamp hour battery on board. So... You can then connect your device from the USB-C port to your phone, tablet, any other USB-C, USB-powered device will get a charge through this little boy. Uh, and it offers that the power to give your smartphone, there's enough capacity to give your smartphone a complete recharge. So you've got an iPhone, Samsung device, whatever you've got, there's enough power on this battery to charge it again, completely. So... That's handy, and it's part of the dock as well. Now, if you want to go wireless here, so if you've got a, a, an iPhone 11 or even iPhone 10, iPhone 8, Samsung device from the last few years, several other devices have Qi charging. That's Q-I, Qi for short. Uh, that's how it's pronounced. This also has wireless charging. So if you've got, if it's, say, connected to your Mac, you're doing some stuff, you want to charge your phone at the same time, you just could just place it on the side, just double-click the, the button on the side. There's a button on the side that gives you an LED uh, indicator of the battery power. So if there's four lights, means it's 100%, three lights, 75%, and so on, two lights, 50%. So double-tap that, a little blue wireless charging light goes on, put your device on top of it, and it'll charge. Uh, it'll charge your AirPods, it'll charge your watch in some cases, and the Galaxy watches can be charged this way. Uh, it'll charge your phones as well. So really handy to have that feature 
right there along for the ride also. Now, the, the Qi charging panel actually has a little textile covering on it, so uh, it's a non-slip surface, so you're, you're, the device, the actual, the letters QI are right in the middle of the of the, that panel, and so that's a, it's a bit grippy too, so it's made of rubber, those letters are rubber, so whatever you put on, it's not going to slip away. So it gives you an indicator of where you need to place the device. So very handy, again, reduces the clutter. That, that's what I like about it. Uh, my, my stuff, there was less stuff that I had to take because I knew that in one product I had three. So uh, really handy. You can um, connect also if you're a Samsung Galaxy or Galaxy Note user, you can have uh, you can use Samsung Dex as well through this device. So you connect your your phone to the dock, and when it's connected to a computer, whether it's a Mac or PC, uh, it will uh, be able to activate Samsung Dex, so you can get work done, transfer files, use your computer's mouse and keyboard to do other stuff as well. So increase your productivity. Really handy. Now, the U, the A-Logic USB-C dock wave, it's priced at $179.95. Pretty decent value when you know you're, uh, you've uh, you got three products in one. It's available in silver or grey. And do you remember those old American Express ads that says, don't leave home without it? Remember the American Express card? Carl Molden was in those ads. For those old enough to remember who Carl Molden is uh, or was, is he still alive? Not sure. But don't leave home without it was the the catch cry for the American Express card. That should be the catch cry for this product. It is a must. If you travel a lot, if you work a lot on the go, if you're a road warrior, this is the first thing you should put in your bag. You want to read our complete review of the A-Logic Dock Wave? Check it out at techguide.com.au. Now, we've just had Christmas, we've just had the new year, and we bought a lot of stuff and received a lot of stuff, and this is probably the busiest time of year for customer service at stores because it's the time of year where we've bought the most, but also the time of year when we want to return the most. And returns uh, and exchanges and refunds are something that is common, but of course, just the sheer volume of products we bought, especially tech products, which... They, they don't always work as described. There may be something wrong. There is occasion to ask for an exchange or a refund. So we thought we'd put together a list of things for you to know in case you needed to return a product, exchange a product uh, at your store. So here are some tips to help you to stick up for your rights as a customer Um if the product isn't of acceptable quality, so the the product hasn't stood up to regular use, then the retailer cannot charge you to fix it. It should be covered in the warranty. So any problem with the product, whether it's the quality's not there, not working as described, there's just something not right, then the retailer it has to follow this up for you. Like retailer can't say, uh, say for example, it's a, a Samsung product. They can't say, look, you need to follow it up with Samsung. Wrong. Do not let them, they're not allowed to do that. They, You are their customer, so they have to represent you and do this for you. And even if you've got a product, say you might have bought a TV or a fridge that needs a repair or a replacement, the retailer is responsible for shipping that product back to where it's got to go, not you. So the retailer has to pay the transportation costs. And don't worry if you don't have the original packaging, that doesn't matter. 
that they cannot refuse a repair, replacement, or a refund if you don't have the original packaging. Now, if your product needs to be repaired, then the repair needs to be made within a reasonable time. We're talking days here, not weeks. If they say to you, oh, look, this is going to take three weeks, then you should turn around and say, well, I want a replacement. I don't want this repaired. I want it replaced. And you're well within your rights to also ask for a refund in this instance. You might say, look, I don't. if it's going to take that long, I want my money back. You are within your rights. Australian consumer law protects you with this. Even if you don't have a receipt and if you can still show proof of purchase with a credit card statement or a receipt number from an internet or phone in transaction, that is sufficient. So don't if you don't have a physical receipt with you, they cannot refuse if you've got a record of purchase on a statement or a transaction number. So there there your rights so pretty much on your side, Australian Consumer Law, and I've had a lot of questions people asking me about extended warranties. Should they pay for extended warranties? Well, not really. If you were to buy a TV, say you wanted to buy a TV, you spend $3,000 on a television. Television's got a 12-month warranty. The stores are going to try upsell you an extended warranty. My advice is don't, do not, do not t- take out an extended warranty. This is free money for the retailers. I'll tell you why. Because Australian consumer law has what they call a reasonable expectation on products. If you spend $3,000 on a TV that's only got a 12-month warranty and something happens after 13 months, then the law says that a $3,000 TV should have a reasonable expectation to work properly for three to five years. So even if something happens after two and a half years, you should still be covered. And that is the law. That's Australian consumer law. So don't fall for the extended warranty trick. As I said, it's free money for the retailer. So do not fall for that. The law is on your side. Now, when is it not possible to get a refund or a replacement? Look, it's, the law's on your side, but there there is a limit on what you can do. Now, if you've misused the item, you've broken it, dropped it, it's a result of your misuse, you cannot get a refund or a replacement. You can pay to get it repaired, but you cannot get a refund or a replacement. You cannot get a refund or a replacement if you've changed your mind. You said, look, I don't really want this anymore. Too bad. You can't get a refund or a replacement if you've seen it cheaper elsewhere. So you've got to be, uh, you got to cop it sweet there. If you've seen it cheaper, then uh, that's uh, you should have shopped around a bit more, but that's not grounds to get a refund. Keep them in mind. Look, oh, they're, they're the, there's some pretty pretty good tips there. But as I said, remember, law's on your side, okay? Don't let anyone take advantage of you. Um, if you want to read all of those things, by the way, we've, we've spelt them all out. You can check it out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. Uh, They're the company that can keep you and your family and your devices safe online. Now, in a world where you're constantly connected, cyber attacks are more prevalent than ever. Everything from phishing scams and ransomware to online predators and big data tracking your every move. Cyber threats have evolved, which is why Norton has too. The new Norton 360 gives you next-level protection, combining the power of device security with a secure VPN to help keep you and your family safe and private online. 
New Norton 360 is all-in-one protection for your devices and online privacy. It's available now at leading retailers or au.norton.com. And now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. On the Tech Guide Help Desk, we had a few questions over Christmas, and uh, the, these are the, the best of them that I'll share with you now. One was about sharing a Foxtel box. Uh, one reader asked, we've got an IQ4. We want Is there a device that lets us share it between two rooms? The answer to that is yes, there are products that let you do it, a cable, long cable, there's transmitters and all kinds of things you can use. But the other half of that question was, if we do that, are we able to watch different things in different rooms? Unfortunately, no. It's one box that you're sharing. Whatever you watch on the box is what you're going to see in either room. So whoever's got the remote, you may have room sharing and all this stuff going on. Whoever's got the remote is going to control what you see. If you want to watch two different things on two different Foxtel channels uh, in two different rooms, uh, unfortunately, or fortunately for Foxtel, you're going to need a second box. The other thing, we had a, a listener uh, who emailed us about a problem with their Samsung phone. They said the screen, when I look at it, it looks like a negative. And when they download stuff, it looks like the, the screen has been reversed. This is actually screen inversion. It's an accessibility setting where people can change the screen to a negative to make it easier to read. They may have a visual problem. So it is very easy to fix. You go into settings, accessibility, uh, and in you can easily change turn screen inversion off. The other question I had was, uh, reader said that they had a fairly old television. They wanted to be able to connect a pair of headphones. Is there a way to do it? There's no headphone jack. Yeah, there are. There are transmitters and, and, and devices that allow you to connect to the ports on the TV to output audio through a transmitter that then allows you to use the headphone sold with that transmitter to hear what's on the TV. But that is for old televisions. If you've got a relatively new TV, the chances are it's got Bluetooth on board. So you can simply pair a pair, a wireless pair of earphones or headphones and boom, you'll be able to listen to whatever's on the screen through your earphone. So uh, I think if it's time for an upgrade to your TV, make sure there's Bluetooth on board so you can connect your Headphones. The help desk, by the way, was brought to you by Belkin. They're our friends that can uh, bring you charging cables, screen protectors, a lot of range of accessories that can help make your products last longer and make them easier to use. They've got wireless chargers and all kinds of things. Uh, sharing Foxtel, you need two boxes. Screen inversion, there's a way around that. And headphones for your TV. If you've got a new TV, you've got Bluetooth on board. You're listening to Tech Guide. And that is our show for this week, the first of 2020. We're so glad to have you back. Everything we've spoken about, of course, you can find at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, email us, info at techguide.com.au. Or if you're feeling really brave and you want to hear your voice on the show, hit the record button, record your question using my VoiceBite app that I developed with my brother. Check it out, record your question. We'll play your voice on the show and then answer the question for you. Uh, a special thanks, too, to our sponsors, Netgear, your brother brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the security company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thanks for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. Stay connected.